Hi, friend. I'm your host, Krista Joy of the Powerful Whispers podcast. Join me today on this profound spiritual journey with my dear friend, Leslie. We'll learn about her early, lukewarm faith in Christianity and how she's transformed into a passionate believer of Jesus. She discusses the peaks and valleys of her spiritual journey with the Lord. Listen in to her intimate, personal stories of self-doubt and battles with postpartum depression. And then we learn about her moving dreams that have guided her on her path. Leslie opens up about learning to heed the whispers of God. And at the end, she shares amazing, beautiful body tips, not one, but two, that I have found really helpful. I pray her journey will inspire you and will give you greater hope in the Lord today. Welcome to Powerful Whispers, the podcast that dives into the extraordinary whispers of God in real and practical ways. Together, we will explore how God speaks to us regarding our body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Krista Joy, and I'm excited to have you join me on this journey. As a foodie and a dietitian, I might even sprinkle in some simple food hacks. Let's get ready to dive into the powerful whispers of God and uncover these hidden gems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Powerful Whispers. I am so thrilled to have with me today my really good friend, Leslie Shavey, who I'm just going to laugh because really, for as long as I've known her, I have pronounced her last name wrong (laughs) this whole time. (laughs) Thank you so much, Leslie, for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. Everybody (laughs) pronounces my name wrong, so don't worry. (laughs) So we met each other, I think it's just about exactly three years ago. I think so. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. We were on this wonderful online program where we were diving deep and finding out how to hear from the Lord. Yeah. And it was just so incredibly special to meet you and to know that we live not too far away from each other and we've gotten to spend time together in person too. Yes. Yes. It just has been so special just how we've all stayed stayed connected and just gotten to be such close friends. And I so appreciate it. I do too. Such a great prayer warrior. I love it. Can you share with everyone a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm married. Um, I've been married for this month. It will be 23 years. Um, I have three kids. My oldest is 18, just graduated from high school this past year. Um, My son is 15 and I have a 12 year old daughter as well. Uh, And we're actually a homeschool family. I pulled my kids out of public school about six years ago. So we've been homeschooling and honestly, it's one of my greatest joys. I just, God has just really blessed that endeavor. So I'm active in my church, love just the church community, worshiping, you know, being on prayer team and, you know, things like that. So that's awesome. I have fallen in love with homeschooling, even though I only was able to do it for one year with my son. Like, wow, we both said we should have done this earlier. It was such a blessing. Yes. Yeah. And I think about it too. I'm like, well, I know God, you know, orders our steps, but I'm like, oh, it would have been so fun to do it for the long haul. I would love if you could share with us a little bit about your testimony and how you first got saved. For sure. Yeah. So I grew up in church. My parents were Christians. Uh, Church was always a good, like I had a good attitude towards church. Like I enjoyed church and going. I would say I probably gave my life to Christ for the first time as a junior high student. Honestly, don't remember exactly how old I was, but I remember 
always feeling a pull towards God, even as a small child. I remember reading the Bible by myself in my room and, and having even a personal faith, even though I didn't really know what that meant when I was younger. And, but as I, you know, as I grew, I grew up in a very small community, very, very small town in Minnesota very, very tiny church. Like we didn't have youth group. We didn't have Bible studies per se. And, and, you know, so as I grew in my faith, you know, I kind of, it just, you know, didn't have the mentorship that I probably would have really loved to have. And so I was a pretty nominal, lukewarm Christian for a really long time. I mean, I never really rebelled or was a bad kid or went way off, but I just was pretty man, pretty lukewarm as a Christian. I went to high, I went to college, I uh, went to a Christian college even. And you know, anytime I felt like I wandered away, wandered off the path or just kind of got into some things that I knew weren't God's best for me, I always felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like that was always really strong. And he was always drawing me back, always pulling me back close to him. But it really wasn't until after I had, um, I was married and had had kids. My first was two and a half, three years old, and I had just had my second. And honestly, I just was that overwhelmed mom. I was probably dealing with some postpartum depression at the time that I didn't know about. And I just didn't really recognize anymore who I was becoming who I had become. I was really angry a lot and like like I said, overwhelmed, just constantly stressed out and just, again, didn't like who I was becoming. We moved to a new town and started the church search, you know, and went to, went to a local church and God just hit me right between the eyes and just met me so specifically and so um, strongly there at that church. And I'll never forget, it was one of the first weeks after I had been there. We had really only been going for a couple times. And I remember the pastor saying, you know, this is the end of the sermon. He's kind of doing the altar call and, you know, calling people up to the front for ministry or whatever. And and he said, some of you have been keeping God at arm's length. And I just lost it. I just lost it because I knew that that's what I was doing. Like, okay, God, I want you in my life, but I feel safest <laughs> when you're out here. I don't know what that would be like to bring you in closer. And I just, you know, and again, as time went on, I just really felt him just calling me and drawing me in. And I just had to decide was I willing to really live for, live my life for Christ? Or was I gonna do this up and down, sort of lukewarm, just blah, sort of go to church Christian? And it was just a couple months after going to that church, I didn't know anybody and I, I was just like, I, I'm gonna be baptized, I was gonna be water baptized. I didn't get to fill out the sign, like I didn't get pictures cause I didn't know anybody there, but it wasn't about that. It was, that was a decision that I had made to say like, okay, God, I'm all in now. But past was the past, now I'm all in. That, and so. That is so amazing. I'm thinking about 
the woman listening right now who might be walking through a really hard time of, of depression, whether that's postpartum or, you know, with or without children. Yeah. Do you have some encouragement that you can share since you've walked that journey before? Yeah, I would say, and yeah, I feel, now I feel emotional. It won't always be that way. You won't always feel that way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it felt dark and it felt really lonely for a long time, but you won't always feel that way. It won't always feel so heavy, but also to know that God sees you and it's okay to have those low moments in life, but just to know like that God is with you. You're never alone and you're never going through those things by yourself and to share to share it with somebody, share it with a sister or a trusted mentor in your life or somebody who can come alongside you and encourage you and hug you. <laughs> like I just needed to be hugged and held so often. Find somebody that can do that for you. Those are great words of wisdom. And I know for myself at times when I felt distant from God, it was hard to open the Bible. I was like, I, I felt so much shame and condemnation that I was like, I I, I don't even want to open it, but I wish I would have yeah. reached out to someone to ask for prayer because prayer works. Yes. Yes. And yes. A hug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as a really busy homeschool mom with three teens, preteens, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you find time to spend with the Lord? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. And as I was thinking Honestly, I had a good summer routine of my time spent with the Lord. I like to go outside. It's peaceful. And that's where I've been meeting with him over the summer. So now as our schedules have shifted and and the timing has shifted and even the sun (laughs) coming up so much later, yeah, I really am like, okay, I really need to be intentional to make time to to, to find the Lord. And honestly... I go in my bathroom after everybody's gone to sleep is usually what it looks like. I either just sit in his presence or I listen to worship music or talk to him. I do read my word. I love to read the word in the morning. Even when my kids are around, it's not particularly quiet, but that's kind of how I get in the word. Thank you. That's really helpful, practical tips. (laughs) So I'm just thinking like for those that have little kids, it's okay to go in the bathroom and have your quiet time. Yeah. And I, I do hear of a lot of people who have incredible experiences in the restroom with the Lord. Yes. <laughs> he will meet you wherever. Absolutely. <laughs> you are being intentional. That's what matters. Yes. Yes. So I know that you are gifted with having incredible dreams. And I'm going to say that we had a retreat together a couple of years ago where we went up north, just a, a few of us gals, yes. and it was fun. We got to sleep in the same room. And I had an incredible dream that night. It was like, oh, I think it's because like the heavens <laughs> were open for dreams. That was so cool. But can you share with us um, like maybe your first experience of having a dream? Um, what was that like? And how did you know or... Like, how did you know it was from the Lord? And like, talk about discernment and all of that. Yes. So I've always been a dreamer. I remember even when I was younger. But really, I remember so specifically when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, when I received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, my dreams really just like, I really started to dream things that I knew 
were God dreams. And I wish I would have reviewed one of my first dreams that I remember having, and it had something to do with children finding treasure. And we had been in a Bible study and kind of been talking about that. And I dreamt this and I was like, whoa, that, that was like what we were talking about. And, and so I knew it was, I knew it was from the Lord. There have been times and more so many years ago, I've had dreams about specific people and about specific things that have happened that have come come to pass in real life. And at the time when I had those dreams, I would have considered myself a baby Christian because that was shortly after I was water baptized. It was short, shortly after I kind of gave my life to God. I was, God, what do I do with these dreams? And I look back now and I know like, okay, I need to pray into them and, and ask God specifically what he wants me to do with that information. Like if he's giving me information, yeah, I need to ask him, what do you want me to do with this? Do I need to tell somebody? Do I need to just pray about it? Those sorts of things. That's wonderful. Leslie, do you have a particular dream that you would love to share with the listeners? Absolutely. So yeah, this was a dream I had probably back in 2012. It's been a few years now. It was kind of a series of events over a couple of days. And I, I've forgotten a little bit exactly the order of what happened first. So here's how I how I believe it happened, how I remember it happening. I had been in the Word and I was like, God, I want to read something that I've never read in the Word before. And so I literally just popped my Bible open to Ezekiel. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll read Ezekiel today. <laughs> I'm sure many of you have done that at one way or another. <laughs> yes, I have. And I was reading in Ezekiel chapter two. It's like, okay, that's interesting. It was talking about God calling Ezekiel. It talked about, I'm going to just look it up. So it's in Ezekiel chapter two. It goes on and talks about what God is asking Ezekiel to do. And towards the end, it talked about being surrounded by briars and thorns and you live among scorpions. Okay, that's interesting. The next day, I have a dream and the dream is about a horse. I saw this horse in my dream. It was in a pen with another horse and I came out and I saw this horse because it was so unique. It was really speckled, kind of black and white. And I'd never seen a horse like that, even in real life. I was like, wow, that horse is so beautiful. Can I see it? I inadvertently opened the gate and this horse just comes busting out of the gate. It like was just fiery, snorting almost, and just really a wild horse, basically. And I was so worried and I didn't mean to let it go. And it, this horse kind of shot down kind of next to a road and it stopped by the side of the road. And it kind of like, you know, horses kind of stamp their feet, you know, like they're getting ready to run. He stamped his feet a couple of times and then just shot off down the road. I was in a panic. These weren't my horses. I let this horse go. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? It was, they were actually owned by my cousin <laughs> in the dream. And he's like, you know, it's okay. It's, you don't have to worry about it. The horse eventually came back and you know, those poles with the loop around it, like for catching dogs, you know, like you oh, yes. slip the, the rope around like the dog's neck or the animal's neck. And then it's like a, a pole. And so I had that and I was, when the horse came back, I was able to get that loop over the horse's neck and the horse rose up in the air. <laughs> Sometimes goofy things happen in dreams that, you know, 
I was told kind of what that meant in my dream. I won't go into all of that, but the horse rose up into the air, hovered there for a little bit, and then it came down. The, the loop um, eventually came off the horse. I don't know how. And then the horse was released again. You know, my cousin was like, it's okay. You don't need to worry about the horse. The horse can go and do its own thing. So that was the dream, okay? So then... So what is the interpretation of that dream? Yeah, right? So then I was so fascinated by this horse in my dream that I went online. I was like trying to figure out what kind of horse this was. As I was searching, I found a picture of this horse that it didn't look quite the same, but it was very close, but it had the energy of that horse in that dream. I was reading about it. It said something about these types of horses have tails that do not become easily matted with briars and thorns. When I read that, I was like, I just read something about being surrounded by briars and thorns. And Ezekiel that I was just reading the day before, whatever, and I was like, okay, whoa, this is really strange. So I went back to Ezekiel, to that chapter two, and read it again. And it was like, the words just were like jumping off the page. And I'm like, I'm almost shaking, just thinking about it. And God was just, he drew me into that and was talking about, telling me about who I was and who I was called to be through that dream and through that passage. And, you know, it's about being not afraid. It's about being strong when you're called to speak something out and to not be afraid of the people who might not like what you have to say. So it was powerful. (laughs) Yeah, that's powerful. And that dream definitely speaks to me and I know that those listening too, like, yeah, we're not to be afraid. Yeah. God says so many times in the Bible, right? <laughs> Do yes. not fear. And speak up, right? Yes. We, we need to be his mouthpiece yes. here on earth. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Thank you for asking. You've already shared so much wisdom. Do you have a life lesson that you would want to share with yourself five, 10, or 15 years ago? Something just to encourage others on their walk with Jesus. So here's what I would have to say. Believe God. Don't just believe in him, but believe him. And what I'm noticing in my life, it doesn't just happen automatically. I have to choose and I have to intentionally believe what God says or what the words say. And I was realizing as I looked back about all the times that God has spoken to me or I've heard him or he's highlighted something, sometimes I feel almost in disbelief, like, God's talking to me. And I sometimes have been so overwhelmed with just awe that it's almost like, oh my gosh, I I can't believe that God is talking to me. If you find yourself saying things like that, I can't believe or I don't believe it, that's a clue (laughs) that you need to be intentional to say, no, I choose to believe what God is saying. I choose to believe and let it become real in your life rather than, oh, that was really cool, and then move on and don't take it in to be real in your life, if that makes sense. That's good. I love that. That is powerful. On those days when we, when it's hard to believe, you have to choose to believe. Yes. That's an amazing power nugget. Thank you. Yes. Do you have an encouraging Bible verse that is helping you at this part of your life? So it's like a chapter. Um, it's in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 54. And the whole chapter is really, really powerful, really amazing. But 
the part that I love the most. It's towards the end and it is, well, for me around verse 13 through the end, it says, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. We are established in righteousness. We shall be far from oppression and we shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. So that's just one of those scriptures that I come back to a lot as I, you know, as I just intercede for my family, for my children, but just reminding myself we are established in righteousness we are far from oppression and from fear so that whole chapter and that little chunk there is just one that I just I come back to a lot that's beautiful thank you yeah so Leslie you are such an inspiration to me for a lot of things but in particular, your health and wellness lifestyle. It's just so fun to get so many tips and tricks from you. Do you have a beautiful body tip that you can share with others? Yes, I have so many. You do? <laughs> okay, but so I'm gonna just say two things. One, look at essential oils. Really, really look at good quality, high quality essential oils to help your physical wellness emotional wellness, spiritual wellness. I've been using them for quite a few years, since 2014, I think, and have used them for so many things. And they've been become so valuable to me and my family. So that's, that's my one, that's my one tip. My, the other one is really basic. Everybody can do it. Get outside with your bare feet in the grass, <laughs> in the grass, walk around, take your socks and shoes off, we really need to be grounded again. I've learned that for myself and my physical body to relax and to feel safe. I need to be grounded and being outside, spending more time outside has really helped me. And I mentioned earlier, you know, it's how I connected with God a lot this summer and just Put your feet in the dirt, in the grass, in the water, in the sand, <laughs> any of those things. And I think you will really feel the difference quickly. Great tips. I love going out in the summer since we both live in Minnesota. It's kind of hard to do it. Yes. <laughs> and it's colder, but to go out and walk around my backyard, breathe yes. in the fresh air. It's good to get some sunlight too. Yes. Well, as we wrap up here, Leslie, could you pray for everyone, please? Absolutely. I'd love to. God, I just thank you. I just thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you that you are near to all of us, um, regardless of how we feel. I thank you that you are always near. God, I just pray for your Holy Spirit to just hover over each and every um, person listening. I pray that um, you would call them and draw them to yourself. And I pray that they would turn to you, that they would take steps towards you to um, be in your presence um, on a daily basis, to enjoy your creation and to choose to believe what you say. Choose to believe the promises um, in your word um, and choose to believe um, the love uh, and the grace and the mercy that you have um, given to each one of us. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Leslie, so much for being here. It's been a joy. I've been so inspired and encouraged by you today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today as we explore the powerful whispers of God. 
I hope you've been inspired, uplifted, and equipped with practical ways to experience His presence in your everyday life. A special thank you to those who have rated, shared, or commented on my podcast. Your input warms my heart. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with me on my website at kristajoyministries.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter on my main webpage. Or connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Powerful Whispers Podcast to continue the conversation and stay updated on upcoming episodes. Until next time, I'm Krista Joy signing off. May your journey be blessed with an abundance of God's whispers for you. And make sure to grab hold of the gentle nudges from God.